Welcome to Job Seekers Radio. I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. This production is meant to provide meaningful support to find great careers faster. And that's whether you're working or not. Today on Job Seekers Radio, we're opening the door on reality. Yeah. There's situations where you're working at a company and you've just lost... That loving feeling. That loving feeling. Yeah. Unfortunately, it happens to most people, if not everyone, at some point in their careers. You're in a job. Maybe it started out as your dream job. Things were looking great. And then something changed because nothing lasts forever, right? So maybe it was your best boss ever hired you into the job and and helped you learn the things you needed to do. And then that person moved on and the new boss doesn't care. Whatever the situation is, you get into that position where you're maybe you're burned out or for whatever reason you're not enjoying working there anymore it's normal satisfaction dissatisfaction yeah some of this has to do with external forces but your ownership of satisfaction and dissatisfaction will depend on your ability to say yes or no to things. And often what I found is in fact I'm in a situation now where yes I'm doing a lot of the work that I love but I'm not getting enough of it or I'm not being paid what I feel I'm worth, right. or all these things. So really this this idea of uh, resentment comes in. We, we talked about that a little bit prior to coming on air. There, there are some things, and, and the thing is, I want to give the qualifier. This can happen regardless of your position. I have known people who are the top person at their company who also get dissatisfied for some reason. We have to understand that this is a human thing, that we're not going to be supremely happy all day, every day, for the balance of our careers. It's just, it's not possible for that to really happen. Unless you're on controlled substances. Well, yes, let's, we're going to set that aside. Okay. But there are things that we can do to actually help us sort of keep our minds on the positive. Going down the negative road is easy. People describe it as a slippery slope. It's normal. There's a problem with that if for no other reason that you then start to, to bring other people with you and you can lose those professional relationships if you're always complaining about something. If you're looking at the difference between satisfaction and dissatisfaction, whatever you're thinking about, whatever you are looking for, you're gonna find it. So I think it's really important to start looking for the things that bring you happiness, that bring you satisfaction, focus on the things that you like about the work that you do. And as you continue to keep that in your focus, you will attract more of that into your existence. Even document it. We get to the, the valley, so to speak, and, and we're resentful. We don't know why we're doing this. Nothing's going our way. And we have, you know, we know there were days where things were much better, but we didn't take the time to actually document what they were and what we were doing and why sure. we liked those things. And if you're not a journaler, because some people keep journals all the time. they That's how they process their thinking. I personally, I've started many journals and rarely finished them. You know, I don't keep up with it because that's not how I process to your point, if I am paying attention to the things that I really love to do and I'm writing those down, I, I can come back to that list and remind myself these are the things that in the past have brought me a sense of satisfaction. What on that list can I do today? And there's a process that we go through. It came up at my current job just yesterday about the love it and loathe it lists. And so as you're looking at the work that you're doing, Take a moment to write down the things that you love doing. 
Go ahead and write down the things that you loathe doing. You can keep the balance on the stuff you love. And if there is so much of the stuff that you loathe on your list that you have to do every day, have a conversation with your supervisor, whoever that manager may be, to try and shift the balance back to the things that you love. Because I found in many cases, the manager wants you to be happy. They want you to be engaged. They want you to be satisfied in the work that you're doing so that you continue to be productive. Even more important, Scott, is when you get a new manager, and if that's the source of your change, you probably want to be proactive in having a conversation about that so that you set Great yourself point. up for success. Absolutely. Because often it's the leadership that changes and you're like, holy crap, this this ship is going a different direction now. Right. What does the, that mean for me? What does that mean for me? Should I hold that new manager who has just changed up everything at arm's length? Or should I put my pride aside and go talk to this person and make sure I'm developing a professional relationship that's beneficial for both of us. Right. I remember early in my career, I had that opportunity with a new boss and I let her know that there were a few people who were going to be willing to tell her the truth about what really happens here. And I let her know some of the things that had not been so positive. Guess what? I didn't get to keep that job very long. If instead I had gone to her and said, these are the things that I love to do. These are my strengths. I look forward to working with you on deploying me against those strengths, doing the things that I love. I would have had a very different experience with that new boss. Isn't that interesting how yeah. those things work out? Because if I come in the her first conversation, I'm telling her all the negative stuff. That's the impression I just red gave her. flag. Yep, big time. Red big flag. Big mistake. Now that can work both ways, of course, right? Uh, is that there might be something that they're saying is negative, and you're not. I it, still it, say it, stay positive. Yeah, okay. stay positive. Okay. So if you're in that situation and you feel like the loving feeling is maybe fading or going away, those are some strategies to think about. At some point, you might want to consider something else outside the company, and in that case, it. Takes takes a lot of energy. It sure does. Let's, let's be honest. You're working hard. We all have things going on in our lives. Uh, I have commitments with my family, with my church, with my job, of course, right. and also my own private practice. Yeah. So I have all these different commitments. How do I fit a job search inside of that? Well, the one thing that I, it was actually my brother that gave me the advice many, many years ago. We make time to do the things that are important to us. And the, the other side of that is if you're not making the time, it's not important enough to you. And that's fine. But be honest about that. Be honest with yourself that I'm not getting another job because I'm not putting the time and the energy into it, getting another job. That's on me. Uh, it's not on anybody else. If I own that and I think, okay, I, I see what I, that I'm not doing this and it's important enough for me to do it, I will make the time. The time isn't going to make itself. Along those lines, we need to be willing to make a commitment to something sure. or to somebody or to something. And adding a job search into your process means you're going to have to make margin somewhere. And that means something or somebody has to give. And having those conversations and blocking that time it's off in your it's, calendar. It's blocking the time. There's a reason why we procrastinate. Now, part for me personally, I deliberately procrastinate things 
to a, a certain extent because deadlines help me focus. When I know I have to have something done by Friday at 3 p.m. and it's Wednesday, my brain starts to focus on what it is that I need to do so that I get that done on time on Friday. And it works very well for me. I'm almost always on time. I'm always on time if I have all the control over what's what's happening, right? Then when it's time for me to look for another job, I'm putting off, putting in those applications. I'm not putting in the same kind of energy. And I can give you a laundry list of reasons why I do that. The problem is I'm not committed to the job search. So this is where getting that personal commitment to blocking in the time and making good on that for myself, that's the only way I'm going to make that progress. And I'm not saying this just because I am a, an executive career coach. Hiring somebody like me to force that accountability and that discipline is not a bad strategy. It, it'll help you accelerate the process. Uh, if it's something you really want, you should probably invest money in that kind of activity. It's something to consider for sure. And consistently, without fail, in the career transition work I've done where people have been laid off, the number one thing, bar none, that they regret not doing is networking and keeping in touch and maintaining relationships with people not only inside their org, but outside their org. Right. And they make a commitment at that point, that is the thing they're not gonna ever stop doing. And th this also is going to help you in many other ways, especially if you've lost that loving feeling for the job you currently have. Generally, most jobs that I'm aware of, there is some group, whether that's a national association, a local networking group, whatever it is, that it meets in your area fairly regularly. Go to those meetings. The more often you go, the more they see you, the more they will trust you, the more they will talk to you. This can actually help keep you from getting mentally and emotionally exhausted as you are looking for work. Not because the effort in going to these meetings doesn't exhaust you. It can if you go to enough of them. It's the meeting the interesting people who are talking about things other than what you just did today. The menial tasks that you went through. They're not going to ask about that. It gives you something other than the things you don't like to talk about. And it, it's going to help you through. This often happens when you have a new leader. There's a new focus and some new cultural components that come sure. in. And I've found that often a lot of this loving feeling comes from the fact that there's not alignment between it isn't the way the, it the used to be. Right, the philosophies yep. and the ethics. This is then a great opportunity for you to document again. Here I am documenting. Maybe that's in your own personal notebook, uh, an Evernote, a OneNote. Right. I was going to uh, say send yourself an email. Oh, I send myself emails too. You send yeah. yourself an email to your private email address. Just start documenting all the things that you like about the culture you want to be in. And, and sometimes when that's missing, that's when you figure it out. And as you're documenting this, document the things that make you procrastinate or, or document your reasons for not doing things. Because if you can look at those objectively, you can also look at the ones that are really legitimate and those that aren't and get rid of the ones that aren't. So for example, if really the reason why I'm not moving forward in my job search is because I'm not committed to it, I can own that, but sometimes it takes that kind of documentation to see it. You, you got to make a commitment to yourself to do more. And documenting will help you not only with processing, but it's also going to help you identify potential opportunities. Sure. It's also going to help you, hey, what should I put on my resume? How should I modify my LinkedIn? See, the thing is, the, the little steps you take during the process 
isn't going to be a big process when you decide to leave there or get laid off or get fired um, because you're not performing well, exactly. because you've lost that loving feeling and it's impacting your performance. We talked about resentment and how that begins. Does it begin before things get boring or whatever it is, yeah. or do they happen because? Well, I think that's going to depend on the person. If you are taking a proactive approach to make sure that your networking is happening, that you're looking at the things that you enjoy, that you're documenting ways to actually keep your focus on what works and what's gonna move you forward, the resentment generally doesn't come up quite so much. Now there will be moments, especially if it's one of those things where I put in so much time and energy and I'm not paid what I need to survive, that's gonna be a different conversation. If we're talking about aligning what we're doing with what we want to do and make sure that the attention is on the positives, we're far more likely to have positive outcomes. And the reason that that resentment can overwhelm you is when you feel like you don't have control. When we take control of something as simple as meeting a person outside the company or hang, having a coffee with an old colleague or then we're in control of something. That's a really and good point. And then we're point. taking a positive step constructively to build something better for ourselves. And, and part of that is maybe changing our mindset and, and having some goals. When we go through a, a career transition and we end up at the new place, we're like, yeah, I made it. And then we stop. We stop dreaming or planning the next thing or, or mapping it out. We don't right. start over again. I, I tell people all the time, it's okay to take a rest. It's okay, don't stay there. Don't stop entirely. Take a breath, take a week, take a month, whatever it is, but make a commitment to yourself to get back in the networking game. You can change what you're networking for. So for example, if I was networking to find a job, I find a job. Now I want to network inside my company, one, to find out what really happens, not just what they told me during the interview process. How do things really happen on the inside? What does it take to be happy and successful in the company? The sooner you learn that, the easier it is to navigate mm -hmm. as your career builds within that organization. If you wait until it happens to you, you're probably gonna find out too late. But these are all ways that you can make sure that you continue in your alignment, that your mindset is what you need it to be, and to course correct earlier in the process rather than wait and react because generally you, you have less to work with if you're finding out after the fact. Plan your next three to five years. Even if you decide that in three to five years I wanna be retired, that could be an outcome, great. Or in three to five years I wanna move from senior manager to director. Plan something. And talk to supervisors, not necessarily yours, unless that you've got that good of a relationship, but make sure that you're getting advice from someone higher up in the company that can help you navigate that. Because that's a, not a mentor. always, yeah. whether it's a mentor or just a political ally, these are things that are going to help you, but it's going to keep your mindset open. Now, for those who don't have work or really feel stuck in their job, um, changing the mindset, I, I have done this personally, where I actually, on my way to work, in the morning, I, I noticed that I was getting angry, really. I was working for a very difficult person. She was not at all supportive. The, the way she defined success was whether you were sitting at your desk. 
but she never gave feedback, positive or negative, really, about the work that I did or anything. And it was incredibly frustrating. So I was getting angry. I started thinking one morning about, because I had just bought a lottery ticket, what would I do if I won the lottery? And of course, there were 100 million something, hundreds of millions of dollars at stake, right? And I knew I wasn't going to win the lottery, but I had the ticket. What would I do with that money? And what I discovered was I actually felt better. It improved my mood. So from then on, if ever I started feeling down about the work that I was doing or the, the people that I was working with or for, I think about what I would do if I won the lottery. Where would that money go? Who could I be helping? What could I be doing that would be fun and interesting? And not only does that get me out of the doldrums, but it also puts me back in alignment with what are my values? What are my goals? What are the things that I enjoy doing? It opens your mind. And take that perspective, even if you, let's say you went from senior manager to director. Great, was that the end? Or is VP next? Do you wanna use more of your time, energy, and dollars in philanthropy? Sure. Whatever that is, have something that you're pursuing because that gives you a sense of purpose and a sense of control that here I have something that I'm working on, the project. Uh, and that three to five year plan, whatever that is for you, have something out there that's really driving you. I come back to the idea of, oh, I hate that interview question about what, where do you see yourself in five years? I think that's a good question. Alive and kicking. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, if, if you have a goal for yourself, you see yourself in the future, and you can articulate that to other people, they're far more likely to follow you. Or, or to put you in a leadership position. If that's not what you want to do, you want to be the, the worker bee, that's fine. That's great. What does that look like for you? What drives you? What are your motivations? What are the things that align with your values that actually help you find the work that you want to do? These are things you need to be able to communicate. And when you document those and you know what they are and you're able to communicate those to people, it's funny what happens. There, you know, what could happen is hey, somebody notices you at work and sees you have that skill and they want you to use it more. Wow, I'm, an, I'm now an advocate for my own inspired future. It could be that somebody outside the organization saw you at an, or, you know, an industry event and they invite you in for an interview, right? These things that does happen. These yeah. things happen. Yeah, get out there, do the things that you love doing. Be sure you know what you love doing. Write out that love it, loathe it list uh, or journal Whatever works for you, document the things that you're doing. Make sure that you're taking an active approach to uh, having a positive, open mindset. I think you're going to have a better time of your work if you have lost that feeling. And the advice I would have is block time every day for yourself, for your career, for something. It doesn't have to be a lot. 30 minutes a day. What's 30 minutes a day? Yeah. You probably... Waste more time on Facebook than 30 minutes a Indeed. day. And this is going to have a bigger return on investment than that. Indeed. For sure. Yep. No, I agree. And, and so that would be the first thing. Block off that time for yourself. And the other thing is make sure you know what, what's next for you. What is next for you? Well, that'll do it for this episode of Job Seekers Radio. We would invite you to go to jobseekersradio.com forward slash 054 uh, and get the show notes. There's a whole bunch of information there that's going to help you. Also there, we have a free resource, Download the Anatomy of a Networking Conversation. It's an ebook that Andrew and I have put together just for you. And I can't think of a resource more important to finding that loving feeling again than the Anatomy of a Networking Conversation. Right. 
It's going to help you through the step-by-step on how to make that a reality for you. We thank you again for joining us for this episode of Job Seekers Radio. Scott and I both appreciate your investment of time and attention. It's greatly appreciated. Head on over to iTunes. In fact, the link is right there on your phone in the show notes. Go ahead and uh, subscribe there to get future episodes. And while you're there, would you please rate and review this podcast? It'd really be a valuable feedback for us right. to know that we're on track or if there's any topics that you want us to cover that we haven't covered already. Right. In that review, if there are questions that you have or issues that you want us to talk about, let us know that too. We really enjoy addressing the needs of our listeners. We, we want to hear from you. Well, this is Andrew. And I'm Scott. Until next time, according to Marta Vieira da Silva, never give up and be confident in what you do. There may be tough times, but the difficulties which you face will make you more determined to achieve your objectives and to win against all the odds. Long quote, but definitely worth it. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Bye.